Good morning, and welcome to Transformation Radio. And now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, the scripture comes from Mark chapter 9, verse 30, through chapter 10, verse 12. Here is a brief overview to help us understand more about what we'll be reading about in Scripture today. While leaving Caesarea Philippi, Jesus began His last tour through the region of Galilee. The disciples, caught up in their constant struggle for personal success, were embarrassed to answer Jesus' question. What is that question? You'll find out as we read here today. Now, it's always painful to compare our motives with Christ. It's not wrong for believers to be industrious or even ambitious. But when ambition pushes aside obedience and service, it becomes sin. We're like the disciples, and even like the Pharisees in some regards. Pride and insecurity can cause us to overvalue position and prestige. In God's kingdom, such motives are destructive. The only safe ambition is directed toward Christ's kingdom. Jesus taught the disciples to welcome children. This was a new approach in a society where children were usually treated as second-class citizens. It's important not only to treat children well, but also to teach them about Jesus. Children's ministries should never be regarded as less important than those for adults. Our children are the future of the church. Luke chapter 9 verse 48 states, Whoever is the least among you is the greatest. You see, in Jesus' eyes, whoever welcomes a child welcomes Jesus. Giving a cup of cold water to a person in need is the same as giving an offering to God. By contrast, harming others or failing to care for them is a sin, even if they are unimportant people in the world's eyes. It's possible for thoughtless, selfish people to gain a measure of worldly greatness, but lasting greatness is measured by God's standards. What do you use as your measure? Personal achievement or unselfish service? All right, with that, let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. February 28th, the New Testament, Mark chapter 9, verse 30, through chapter 10, verse 12. Leaving that region, they traveled through Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know he was there, for he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but three days later he will rise from the dead. They didn't understand what he was saying, however, and they were afraid to ask him what he meant. After they arrived at Capernaum and settled in a house, Jesus asked his disciples, What were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer, because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. He sat down called the twelve disciples over to him and said, Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. Then he put a little child among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me but also my Father who sent me. John said to Jesus, Teacher, We saw someone using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he wasn't in our group. Don't stop him, Jesus said. No one who performs a miracle in my name will soon be able to speak evil of me. Anyone who is not against us is for us. If anyone gives you even a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I tell you the truth, that person will surely be rewarded. 
But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone hung around your neck. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one hand than to go into the unquenchable fires of hell with two hands. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better to enter eternal life with only one foot than to be thrown into hell with two feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. It's better to enter the kingdom of God with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where the maggots never die and the fire never goes out. For everyone will be tested with fire. Salt is good for seasoning. But if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? You must have the qualities of salt among yourselves and live in peace with each other. Then Jesus left Capernaum and went down to the region of Judea and into the area east of the Jordan River. Once again, crowds gathered around him, and as usual, he was teaching them. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife? Jesus answered them with a the question. What did Moses say in the law about divorce? Well, he permitted it, they replied. He said a man can give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away. But Jesus responded. He wrote this commandment only as a concession to your hard hearts. But God made them male and female from the beginning of creation. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Later, when he was alone with his disciples in the house, they brought up the subject again. He told them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries someone else, she commits adultery. Psalm 44, verses 1 through 8. You drove out the pagan nations. This term, you drove out the pagan nations, that we'll read about here in this psalm today, refers uh, to the conquest of Canaan, the promised land described in the book of Joshua. God gave the land to the Israelites. Now, they were supposed to enter and drive out anyone who was wicked and opposed to God. Israel was told to settle the land and to be a witness to the world of God's power and love. Surrounded by enemies, the psalm writer remembered what God had done for his people and took heart. The point is, for us, we can have this same confidence in God when we are feeling attacked. In whom or in what have you placed your trust? You know, only God is trustworthy. He will never let you down. Psalm 44, verses 1 through 8. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. O oh God, we have heard it with our own ears. Our ancestors have told us of all you did in their day, in days long ago. You drove out the pagan nations by your power and gave all the land to our ancestors. You crushed their enemies and set our ancestors free. They did not conquer the land with their swords. It was not their own strong arm that gave them victory. It was your right hand and strong arm, and the blinding light from your face that helped them, for you loved them. You are my king and my God. 
you command victories for Israel. Only by your power can we push back our enemies. Only in your name can we trample our foes. I do not trust in my bow. I do not count on my sword to save me. You are the one who gives us victory over our enemies. You disgrace those who hate us. O oh God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. Interlude Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19 Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. And that does it for today's podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another edition of Transformation Radio.